Welcome to The Code Hanger on 2SER 107.3. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record this show, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past and present. The Code Hanger is a show and a podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. I'm your host, Fiona Lamb, coming to you from Guy Land in Point Clare on the central coast of New South Wales, and I'm joined by... Lauren Hodson, and I'm uh, coming to you this evening from the Southern Shire, which is Darawal country. In this, our Round 10 show for AFLW Season 8, we will cover the Giants match, cover the Swans match, talk about Rising Stars, finals footy, who's in, who's out, and were there any surprises, leading goal kickers, and the very all-important tipping comp. So let's get straight into it and talk about Giants who went down to Port Adelaide um, on Saturday and it was also a farewell to the champion, the one and only Aaron Phillips after a superb career and um, like a true champion, she did actually manage to slip in a goal in the fourth quarter. (laughs) She did, she did. So we might mention that first and then... uh... We'll, we'll focus on a few other things. But, yeah, I think there was about four and a half minutes to go and look, probably for most of the last half, if not all the game, the commentators were, of course, talking about Erin Phillips and her career and then the longer the game went, oh, is she going to get a goal? And uh, I was even talking off here going, ah, oh, just leave her in the 50 on her own, you know, <laughs> old style footy, you know, back in the day. <laughs> but, look, um, she ended up taking a contested mark. I think 25, 30 out, slight angle, and uh, she she kicked it. And then it was old-fashioned stacks on fee. Um, yeah. Everyone was just there. I thought, geez, you might even find the umpires are in there. She's that popular. <laughs> but, um, no, look, it was really, I think any fan of footy, any fan of women's footy would have been really pleased to see it. Um, and, you know, it was it was pretty special moment. She's done a lot for the game. Uh, she's done a lot for women's sport in general, so, yeah, really mm. pleasing to see. But after the game, she did say, she goes, it's the most nervous she's ever been kicking for goal. Oh. So, you know, feeling the <laughs> I pressure. I think that's really, um, yeah. really Not- uh, uh, brave to be that vulnerable. You know, I, I really I, I think so. And it that. shows that the occasion, you know, wasn't lost on her. It meant something. Mm. But um, I guess if we go and look at, the whole game itself. Um, look, unfortunately, there weren't a lot of positives for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we have a look, like, look, the first five or ten minutes of the game, really close. But as soon as Port started kicking goals, it, it did blow out. Like a quarter time, it was 5-2-32 Port, to, and the Giants had only kicked two behinds. Yeah. They only added another two behinds in the second quarter. Uh, Port kicked another three. But their third quarter was pretty promising. Um and they were only outscored by behind. So, you know, you've got to take those positives. It was a much improved third quarter. Um, but, you know, then again, uh, they were outscored in that last quarter as well. Um, Zali Goldsworthy, she had another really good game for the Giants. Uh, you know, so that was obviously really pleasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beck Beeson again, uh, she was also at the top. So Beck Beeson, I think, had a really good um, you know, season after coming yes. off a bit of injury and particularly great around concussions. Um, Tani Evans. So, you know, those three there, I mean, Beck Beeson now, she's only, I think, like 26. So mm. she's still young, but yeah. she's kind of a veteran of the team. 
you know, been supported by Zali Goldsworthy, who's what, 19, Tani Evans, who'd be, I don't know, maybe 21, you know. So looking at those things, um, Chloe Dalton had a really good game, I thought, Ellie Dalloway, uh, you know. So you got to look at, I think, those those positives as well. But look, whether so it was... Season, season nine is a, is a rebuild, yeah, like a yeah. consolidation year. Well, well, that's right. Obviously, they're, they're probably going to have to make some changes. You know, they'll also mm-hmm. get potentially some players back from injury, if, you know, like Tate Mackerel, a few others like that, you know, I guess do they resign them? Um, you know, all of those kind of things. But look, um, yeah, they did get beaten by a bit, but the pleasing thing was they actually put some goals on the board. Like we've seen some of their games early this year where, you know, they I think there was a couple of games where they may not have scored a goal. Or it was very mm. few. So um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of learning from this game, but you know, they they did have a much better second half. Um but yeah, but the other thing is you're coming up against, you know, you're traveling interstate, you're coming up against a team that's got a player like Erin Phillips who's retiring. And, you know, she's had a big impact on the comp, not just Port, you know. So, um, and interestingly enough, the Giants played in Erin Phillips' first game in the competition, you know, way back at Theberton Oval in 2017. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, oh, bit of a, a, bookend, like a, a bookend to her career. <laughs> Unfortunately yeah. for the Giants, it mm. uh, neither game was ended well for them. But um, yeah, look, some positives to take out of the game. But look, to be honest, there's probably a few Giants that may be happy the season's over and they can, you know, start to you know look look to the future. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, the last thing I'll say about that is, um, or that match and Aaron Phillips is. Come on, AFLW, hurry up and um, call the best and fairest after Erin Phillips. <laughs> Surely they're going to do, whether it's a best and fairest, maybe, you know, best on ground in a grand final, given that she's played in three of the, no, she's played and in four she, grand finals. She's won three <clears throat> premierships, I think, and she's got best in ground in two. One of them, she got best on ground in grand final. She played three quarters because she did her knee. That's how good she was. <laughs> so uh, surely there's going to be something, but I reckon let the dust settle a little bit and maybe in the, you know, the next three to six months we'll hear something. Yeah. Here's hoping. This is Maddie Collier and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. The Swans match. Well, a rib cracker in the final quarter to defeat the Dockers and make it into finals. I must admit, I did tip them, but I I was I was concerned they would not get this. You were tipping so with your heart. So I was tipping <laughs> with my heart, Loz. Well, it worked and, for um, you. It worked for me. For once, it worked for me. Um, and uh, I'm just so pleased for the Swans. My goodness, what when you think complete winless last season, finals second season. There, there surely is no other team that's done such a turnaround. No, they'd have to be most improved, I think. Yeah. Like they've – but it was an exciting game, and I think the game was reflective of, of their season. Um, You know, it was close the whole time. They were up at quarter time by three, down at half time by four, up at uh, – sorry, up at three quarter time by three. And as we know, they ran out uh, the game – by, uh, you know, winning by 22 points, but it was an exciting game fee. So, 
you know. And um, it was the last game of, of the last season game too. Of the round. So, so, how so thank you, Swans, the finals, for being so entertaining. That's right. The finals <laughs> makeup came down to the last quarter of the last game of the home and away season. Yeah. So, you know, pretty special. Um, You know, this season we've come to expect it every game. Chloe Malloy, great player. She kicks two goals. Interestingly enough, the commentators were talking about her maybe in the Swans employing a little bit of a tactic that sometimes in the forward line she nominates for the ruck. The other team don't realise. She gets stopped from going into the ruck contest. Free kick for shepherding. Hello. Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if they, you know, that happens a bit in the finals. But, um, yeah, yeah, what a game to finish their season on for the Swans. Yes. Uh, and so, well, we'll talk about we'll talk about finals um, later in the show, but... Um, I think you said Laura Gunn dominated in possession. She did. It's um, you know, we've we talk about Chloe Malloy a lot. Um, but yeah, Laura Gardner dominated with possessions uh 35. Uh, I think she's had several over 30 uh this season. Um, you know, she's yeah, absolutely fine along. But should um, you know, Kiara Bowers on the other side mm. for the Dockers had a great mm. game as well. Yeah. Um, and she had 22 possessions. Uh, Tanya Kennedy and Brenna Tarrant, um, they were up there as well for the Swans. Um, Lisa Steen, uh, a friend of the pod. Friend um, of the pod. She, uh, <laughs> she had a really good game as well. Uh, and look, Beck Privatelli, I think she's had, I think she's had probably her best season that she's ever had in, in the comp. Um, had, hasn't she had pretty much a, a goal every game? Yeah, she she look she she got her goal a game, um, and you know she doesn't always get the high possessions, but she's been presenting well. She took four marks, um, yeah. She's she's been I think really good. So she had a game, and then you know other young ones like Ella Heads, um, mm. I think it's only her second season in the comp. You know she had a really good game, and I think her season's been good. And then you know Sophia Hurley bobs up and does things Brooke Lachlan I think her experience has really come to the fore in this second season for the Swans um yeah. obviously we saw glimpses of it last year but I think that the fact that the Swans are playing better footy as a team who knows maybe not being one of the co-captains a little less pressure but I think her experience yeah, she's still a leader fi- isn't that's she right, coming into finals I think her experience having played finals with the Bulldogs is going to be really valuable to this this group Mm. Hey, it's Elise Parker here, and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Rising stars, loves. Rising stars. So we've had our final two nominations. Uh, we've got a cat, Zali Friswell, <coughs> 17 disposals, five intercepts and four marks on the weekend. And from the Suns, uh, Darcy Davies with 10 hitouts, nine disposals and two goals. So I believe the rising star gets announced. I think it's similar to the AFL men's. In that it gets announced, um, uh, I think it might be in the next week or two. I don't think it's like the best and fairest, which is you know the the week before the grand final. Right. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who uh, who's you know who's going to get it. I think uh, you know Ali Morford. I think was still eligible, but you know she missed a few games with injury. Um, so who knows? But I think it's it's going to be pretty hotly contested. Yep. Exciting times. I'm Lisa Steen and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Okay, so look, finals footy. Let's have a look at the other games in uh, round 10. Um, so Suns beat Essendon. Were we surprised about that? I'm not sure. I think um, 
look, I think because it was um a son's home game, um, I I it tipped helped. them. Yeah. Uh look, it was fourteen points. So still a fairly close game. But yeah, mm. I think because it was a son's home game, that sort of probably got them across the line. I'll be honest, if it was an Essendon home game, I probably would have tipped Essendon. But I think those yeah. two sides were fairly closely matched. Well, I think Essendon have a lot to be proud of this season. Um, well, they um, do. Well, their second season as well. They've yeah. made finals for the first time. So, you know, I it's, look it's forward to really seeing good. the trajectory continue next season. Well, now, you know, as the song goes, see the bombers fly up. <coughs> Thank you, Lance. All right, Lee, we better talk about kangaroos and um, the bulldogs. So kangaroos won by 46. Yeah, 55 to Bulldogs 9. So um, what can you say? Reflective of the season. (laughs) Disappointing season. Yeah. At least they won one game. So no one's been winless, have they, this season? That's right. So uh, let's take the positive. (laughs) I think think Ellie Blackburn, it's time that you actually answer the call. Scott Gowans and come join. Well, look, whether that's one of the changes, but I think we might see a few changes, not just in the team, but in general at the Bulldogs in the off season. Yeah, I think some changes are needed. Um, So Hawks went down to the Cats. Look, well, I don't think we're too surprised about that, are we? No, not by the result or the margin. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty reflective of their season. She has said throughout that it's a young list and I think what that means is uh, there are great things to come for the Hawks. So I like how you put that. Certainly look forward to the poos and the weeds. That's right. <laughs> yep, that's 100% I'll correct. I'll never stop cracking up over that because I am an early childhood teacher once and always. So <laughs> you never... Never get rid of the early childhood teacher once you've been one. So Crows smashed the Eagles. Well, that's not really a surprise either, is it? <clears throat> no, the only surprise is is the margin. But I think they didn't win by more because they maybe, I don't know if the players were injured or they were just resting a few, but, uh, yeah, no surprises there. It felt like they'd done enough. But let's talk about Lions smashing Melbourne. Now that took me aback. I was taken aback with that result. Oh, oh. we might need a sound <laughs> Ruined effect my there. tips too. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Look, Melbourne. I don't think anyone would have picked the margin to be that strong. Again, a bit like the Suns beating Essendon, people might have tipped the Lions, going, you know, it's going to be a close one, but Lions just because they're at home. Yes. But who would have thought they'd win by twenty-five? Yeah, so Lions 53 to Melbourne 28. Well, I also think, correct if I'm wrong, just having a look at the score timeline, the Lions held Melbourne goalless in the last half. So at half time, it was 4-3-27 to the Demons, four goals, 24. After that, the Demons only kicked four points for the rest of the game, um, whereas the Lions kicked, what have we got, four goals, two. So... They um th- that's pretty impressive. Even if you just look at that stat alone, to hold a team goalless and a team like Melbourne that was you know on top of the ladder for most of the year, yeah, um, that's that's pretty impressive, particularly on the eve of finals. And so they're now knocked off their perch. They're in second place. Adelaide have jumped up to um, first place, and uh, Kangaroos and Brisbane uh, remain 
where they were before, which is third and fourth respectively. Uh, moving on to the St Kilda versus Carlton game, well, I, I, yeah, congratulations to St Kilda. They've had a pretty good uh, season, haven't they? Well, they have, and until the Swans won, and by the margin they did, the Saints were in the eighth spot for the finals. Right. Um, you know, so it's probably only, you know, a few goals here and there in some of their wins across the season that uh, made them miss out. But they've certainly had a much better year than last year. Yeah. Uh, Carlton, looking forward to a better season next season. I think that's all we can really say. Yes, I think yeah. so. Now let's talk about Richmond smashing Collingwood. Well, there's a few things to say. So we, were, we had a little review of the... Um, Richmond season before we started recording the pod and I had forgotten all about their round one victory over the Brisbane Lions and it was by no small uh, margin either. I don't have it in front of me, of course, but, um, yeah, they they did. Oh, oh, hang on. What was it? Actually, I think it was a small margin, but it was, was by it, no, was my, the, no it, mean feat. No mean feat. That's what we'll say. No mean feat. It was one goal. So actually that's a pretty small margin. Not the smallest. That's small. right. Uh, and so 77 beating Collingwood and keeping them out of finals um, on 25. So Richmond win by 52 at Vic Park. So at Collingwood's home um <laughs> traditional home yes I'm looking, I'm stunned I'm myself. looking at Loz and she's just she's frozen and it's not uh, it's not a zoom issue <laughs> no I am glad that the game I went to was two weeks ago when we had a you know one goal win over the cats yeah but uh look yeah Richmond um yeah what a way to finish the season they couldn't yeah. make finals um so sometimes that that can play on teams that go, oh, what have we got to play for? But they played or extremely what have we got well. To lose? Yeah. Well, well, that's right. You know, you can go either way. And I think they obviously went the better way for them. Um, Collingwood, they win by that margin. You know, I'm not sure if percentage wise it may have even got them into finals. But um, I think kind of reflective, and I've said that about a few other games, I think it's reflective of Collingwood's season. Their good footy was, you know, you know, they're competitive with the really good teams. But when they weren't on, and you can't always blame player injuries or availability, whatever it is, um, but when they weren't on, it just didn't work well for the Pies. Um, but, look, it, you know, every game on Sunday, um, everything had an impact on the finals and who could make it, things like that. So what a what a final day of footy. Yep. Fantastic. I'm Catherine Smith and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Uh well, I think we can't hold off any longer. We need, oh, first of all, let's talk about leading goalkeepers, shall we? Leading goalkeepers. And then we wait no more and we find out where Susan from Briar Hill ended up on the tipping comp. That's right. So <laughs> leading goal kickers. Uh, let's, let's go to the winners straight off. Sometimes we build it up. Yeah. We have a tie for the leading goal kickers. Two demons, Kate Hoare on 20. Uh, she kicked, was it one goal on the weekend? And Eden Zanka, also on 20 from the Ds, goalless. But, hey, she did Eden. enough earlier on. And yeah. uh, in equal third, we had Caitlin Gould from the Crows and Chloe Shear 
and they are on 18. And uh, Dakota Davidson from the Lions rounds out the top five on 17 for the season. Great. So what are they going to do? Um, cut the golden boot in half? Maybe they'll get a goalpost each. <laughs> I mean, you Indeed. know, think outside Think outside the goal square. <laughs> Very good. Okay, okay. The suspense is killing me. Loz, the tipping comp. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> if I could do a drum roll, uh, I would, but I can't. So in 33rd and final place, we have Brando on 46 tips. Also on 46 is Peter T. He was in 32, but he won. He Well, he won. He was not last on margins. <laughs> now, the coat hanger, the default yes. account that only tips the, the away teams because it yep. doesn't tip 47, so third last. Now, scroll up, scroll up. Now, a few weeks ago, you wouldn't have had to scroll up far and you would have seen Lauren Hodson. However, yep. hello, Lauren Hodson. Climbed to 24. 24. That's impressive. What's most, more impressive? Most improved. <laughs> yeah, most improved in the last three weeks. I tipped seven this week. Okay, scroll up, scroll up. Susan from Briar Hill, 19. So she has won the Hodson battle there, bragging right. She ended up on 56. Yep. Now let's keep going. We need a bit of a big drum roll here. Fiona Lamb. Yes, that's me. Thirteenth spot with fifty-eight. I'm pretty. I'm pretty pleased with that. Now I'll tell um, you what: the person behind you was also on fifty-eight. Your margin difference throughout the whole year was two points better. So, as they say in my big fat Greek wedding, there you go. <laughs> now, some <laughs> other highlights. We've got. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? We've got how many people? One, two, three, four, five. We've got six people tied for third position on 62. Good Lord. Now, some of those names are Donnie Hess, Stacey C, Tracy Kick, Holly C, Rachel H. And But who gets third place because of margin difference? Hilda, otherwise known as Coach Kiwi. Kiwi. <laughs> uh, in Very second good. place, Tiffany C on 63. But what we've all been waiting for, the winner the of winner. the 2023 Season 8 AFLW Tipping Comp is John N., otherwise known as Nolsey, on 65. And uh, given his icon says he goes for Carlton, at least he's got something positive from the season fee. Congratulations, John. We need to get that um, tipping shield actually great and <laughs> As we my will. dad would Promise. say, all good things take time. All good things take time, especially when uh, when it has to do with something I'm organising. <laughs> this is Ayla Sheeran. For the best harbour views in women's footy, tune into the coat hanger. Okay, so we're now going to talk about next week. Um, finals so, footy. Uh, finals footy is so exciting. Swans are meeting the Suns. Now, when was the last time they met? Oh, not this season, Loz. No, not, <laughs> not this season. season. So I'm, assuming, I'm not, not actually going to look, but I'm assuming first it was only season. happened once this season, <laughs> and first happening again once. Um, <clears throat> this is this is part of the ridiculous nature of this competition at the moment. 
And apparently it won't change next season because we didn't get enough people at games. So people, get to the games. The AFL has said that they will extend the competition as long as we get an average of, I don't know, 5,000 or something or other at matches. Swans are pulling their weight. I know that uh, because we've we've made a note of the the crowds at Swans games and certainly there'll be other um, teams who have brought the crowds. But if you want this competition to be evened out again and where the um, teams play each other once, you've got to get to games. So this is how ridiculous it is. They're meeting for the first time in the first round of finals footy. And that is, is it Great Barrier Reef Oval? No, or it's what? actually Gold Coast. Uh, it's Heritage Gold Coast. It Stadium. Yeah, Gold Coast. Um, no, I always think about it because um, the first time. It is a nice stadium. First time the Great it was Barrier used, Reef. First time it was used, the Giants were playing there and they were telling Alan that they had to swim out. To get to, the, get to the oval, they had to play on the Great Barrier Reef itself. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. Look, I think it's also the Suns' first time in finals, uh, which means it's yeah. also the first time the Suns have had a men's or a women's team reach finals level at, um, at AFL. Well, they did so well in their first season, didn't they? And then it it just didn't translate. For some reason, I thought they did make finals, but maybe they just fell short. Ooh. At the last well, post. who knows? I could have got things wrong. I have known to be be known to wrong occasionally. Um, so if but I get fact okay. check on that, um, now who do you fancy? And let me oh. be specific: who do you fancy winning the game between Swans and Suns? I'm going to tip the Suns. I think it's going to be a really close contest, but I'm tipping the Suns because it's a home game for them. Um, I think the Swans have had an incredible season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Swans do get up, but I think for me the the Suns will get there, but I think it'll be less than two goal margin. It sounds like a bit each way to me, Loz. Well, it could be getting splinters. It could be getting splinters. So, you know. On the eve of uh, the Melbourne Cup. Uh, I am tipping with my heart, so it's Swans for me. Before that, so that that match is um, Saturday night. And before that Saturday afternoon, Adelaide meet the Brisbane Lions. Now, grand final rematch from a couple of years ago. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think. um, Tough one. I think I'd like, to be honest, I think I'd like Brisbane Lions to win. It'll be interesting. They're coming off a big win against the Ds. Yes, it was at home. Um, I think Adelaide. You know, it's it's going to be a tough, tough team to, to play. Norwood Oval is going to be at capacity. They'll have strong support. I think the Crows are getting back like something like five or six players, including Hatchard and Chelsea Randall and maybe Stevie Lee Thompson. Um, mm, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, look, I think I think the Crows for me. Uh, but Brisbane, I'll tell you what, when they play their best footy, they're so good to watch, aren't they? So l- yeah. let's hope both teams are at their best and we have a cracking game. But for me, I think the Crows will win by uh, th- three or four goals. Yep. Okay. And so the way I was speaking before, it was as if um, Essendon were not in the uh, finals, but they are. <laughs> they are. So, yep. Pardon me. Geelong versus Essendon. I'm going for Geelong. I think that's pretty 
It's yeah, I think no um, there. I think they'll get the win there. Stadiums are there at home there. And finally, Melbourne versus North Melbourne. Ooh. Well, I think I reckon Melbourne will will um, come out on top. What do you reckon? I'm going to tip North. If it was Ooh. at Casey Fields, I tip Melbourne because they play the ground better than anyone. Particularly they, you know, when it's windy down there. But I think uh, I think it's going to be a close one. But for me, I think North might win by two or three goals, but double chance for both teams. Okay. Well, there you have it. It's exciting. I'm really looking forward to uh, this weekend and, and the finals. So um, that's it for round 10 of AFLW Season 8 for the Coat Hanger and uh, for the best hub of using women's footy, tune in to the Coat Hanger. <laughs>